and with Adam Sand's help and the technology with uh, that is out there, I think we're on our path. Rufal, right? There's a lot of things going out there where I think yeah. we're on a path. But at this moment, I don't think we're there yet to just be able to consistently sign deals just over the phone. With that being said, all I need is to be have one, give me one hour with that homeowner, or give me that initial inspection, and then I could pass it off to that inside sales. And I'd be confident that we can close the deal as long as that inside sales is trained just as well as I've been trained. Hormozy video that I, I just watched about AI, which is essentially use it for leverage. Use technology for leverage. Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the Hook Better Leads Podcast. And today I have Mark Coderre on from Reva Impact and Monarch Roofing. How you doing, man? Good, man. Yeah, and you can include Monarch Roofing. A lot of people don't. You can include them. Still on that, I'm still on that payroll. All right, good. Well, I it's almost been a year since we've been working with you guys at Monarch. And so I remember Martin saying like, hey, uh, you can't talk about it for a little while because sometimes people come in and barely do any work for us. And then they like just start using our name too. So I've been trying to be careful about that, but I haven't been perfectly careful. But he said, wait a year. So it's, now it's a year. So I'm salivating on that one. Yeah, probably. There's, few, there's been a few drips out there. We, we I yeah. noticed a few drips out there. That was my bad. I <laughs> he He gave us like a testimonial thing on LinkedIn and I was like, I put it on stuff and now I feel I, that was I, awesome. No, no, he, it, it was taken in good, man. It was taken good in be, okay. because, and again, we appreciate what you do. So we got yeah. that one year mark. So it's awesome, man. Um, so <laughs> we uh, we basically want to use Martin's name and you guys because you guys are very well perceived in even just other roofing companies, roofing companies often say like if there's anybody we want to be like it's it's monarch so folks look at you guys and they say this company is doing some things really really well and one of those things is inside outside sales um and so we're going to talk about that today and the other parts of the the roofing machine system um the topic of inside sales it's, it's super compelling people want to hear more about it like whenever i mention it because I, I always like just it's a brain worm. It gets stuck in your head, and I want to talk about it. Um, and just even telling people to kind of switch their mindset from like customer service people on the phone. Like, what if you thought about this more of like an inside sales position? How do you get started on that idea um, in a roofing company? And what's like a little way to start implementing it? Yeah, man, we talk about a topic that is so uh, talked about and well known. And, and the best part about it is, man, and I feel so blessed. I feel so happy that I was able to be like. Basically, the, proto, the 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 starting child of the outside as an outside salesman having the first inside sales role, and really how, how it came about was I'm a I C personality, right? So I was uh, crushing sales, being an I personality, being an influencer, but the small detailed work I call them crumbs, like all the small emails, the follow ups, and you know keeping track of my leads, going on top of it, going on the CRMs and updating everything. I was the worst at. Right. So like Martin was like, man, how can we figure out a way for you to be successful? You're selling. I sold five point four million dollars in 2018. Um, and that's with an inside sales. The year before I sold oh like three. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It was a crazy couple of years. Um, but how the inside sales role came about was I needed an assistant. Technically, it was kind of an assistant, but I needed that assistant to understand roofing. Because what we would have is we'd have a lot of questions come in, and this is 2016 range. We'd have a lot of questions come in pertaining to roofing, and unfortunately, like receptionists or assistants, they're not trained as roofers. So what we started to do is we started to train. Technically, was they were receptionists at that time. We started to train them on the roofing on the roofing side, 
right? And how to close deals and how to, uh, how to train them on the produ uh, production side, train them on the materials that we're using. And what it turned out to be is we found a stud and her name was Megan. She was my inside sales for many years. Megan started to close deals over the phone once the initial stage of the initial inspection happened, right? Mm -hmm. So what would happen is the call would come in and Megan was so awesome at taking that incoming call and basically starting a sales process. I know you talk to a ton of sales trainers, a ton of sales coaches, there's got to be a sales process, right? Well, what we found was most roofing companies were taking a sales process and implementing it at the time of the outside salesman getting there, right? We felt that was too late. We, uh, Grant Cardone, seven to 12 touches before a deal signed. So we're thinking, Martin, my gosh, the genius started thinking, man, how can we get seven to 10 touches before Mark, you go out and meet them, right? How can we do that? Well, we needed somebody on the inside. First, of course, they see our truck or they see uh, a billboard that we do or any sort of marketing that we have. That may be a touch or two. But then Martin would implement through a, our CRM multiple touches by the inside sales, right? So mm -hmm. when those touches sent out emails, texts, uh, you know, uh, introductions to me, a video of me, a, a video of Megan who just answered the phone. Hey, this is nice to meet you. Here's a little bit of video about me. So I wanted to make sure that you know that you can always contact me. It started to transform into a sales role. It was a sales role because I'd get back to the, uh, the job and say, hey, by the way, remember when you met uh, Jane two weeks ago? Hey, that she signed the deal. I sent the DocuSign, everything's closed. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, right? Martin's like, wait a minute. Wow, we got, we're on to something. Right. So then we started compounding that and, and Martin does everything quick. You know, so it's not like we waited around. We started to implement that. We changed the job description. They weren't receptionists anymore. They weren't assistants. They were a inside sales position. We now call them customer success reps. Okay. So that's the CSR name is a customer success mm -hmm. rep. So yeah. that's kind of where it started. I am very passionate about it because I know it works. It was impossible for me to ever sell. $5.4 million without yeah. that inside sales role. So you did, you did mention before this, and I want to kind of lead into the next piece here is there's other positions, right? In this, in this roofing machine structure, besides the inside sales rep or the customer service rep, um, as you guys are saying, which mirrors other industries, right? HVAC and, and other industries call it that. Um, it doesn't get as much love in roofing sometimes. And that's why I, I like what you guys are doing there. Um, what are some of the other positions in the roofing machine that people may want to add as they start to build out a little bit more of a um, specialized roles in their roofing company? It's a great question, man. And I also think that's not talked about enough. And also, by the way, I don't think the inside sales role gets so glorified in the roofing industry because I think there's too much ego in salesmen in, in this industry. So what I had to do is I had to let go a little bit of my ego to say that I'm the only one that could close that, Mrs. Smith. And 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 off, uh, often put on some tasks to her and have and have be, be comfortable with that. So I think ego is one thing that in the roofing sales owners and salesmen have. They don't want to give up commission too, maybe. So is how does that play out? Like and I guess just it. a quick follow up for that other question is like, do you have to share? Hundred percent. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a lot less, right? Because we are the ones getting on top of a roof, right? So we are doing the, obviously a little bit more of a dangerous job. We are doing the FaceTime. I call it major time. There's major time in sales and minor time. The major yeah. time is in front of the prospect, Jim Rohn, right? You got to be in front of that prospect. So I was doing the major time, doing the traveling, uh, working the longer hours. So yeah, you still make your your a higher commission. Again, that's they why get a percentage are, thing though. They get a percentage. Yeah. Okay, yep. Cool. So they get a percentage uh, of the sales of outside sales. And again, remember we're W two model two. So I, yeah. yeah, I took a big hit, man, $5.2 million. I think with a normal, well, when I say normal, I'm not sure that the normal 10% uh, commission is very, should be very normal, but it is because mm -hmm. I think people just start duplicating it. 
right? Um, but yeah, I had to take a, I had to take a little bit of a pay cut, but I was okay with that. I said, you know what? I'll take a little bit of a pay cut and have a little bit more sanity, have a little bit more life if I could obviously pass on some responsibilities to my inside sales, right? And now mm -hmm. we're creating a machine and I knew if I had her, I would just sell more. So really the pay cut isn't that much because I know I could sell more. So what's, what's it? I do it all myself and I sell 3 million and I make 10%, right? What are you making? Uh, 300,000 or am I selling 5 million and I'm giving a little bit of that. I'm selling more. So I'm, the high commission is now 500,000, but then I'm taking away a little bit of that, giving it to yeah. my inside sales. It's a no brainer. But yeah, other positions of the machine, also something that's not talked about, uh, data admin, data, data administrator. So basically when you get the contract paperwork in, where does that go before it gets to the production coordinator, which is another role, production coordinator. So one scheduling the jobs, one setting up the calendar, one ordering all the materials. So the salesman doesn't have to do that. Um, the data admin would also contact the homeowner to let them know of the delivery date, uh, any, any up, uh, updates on the job, right? So we have a, basically a call person um, which also could be inside sales too. But yeah, that's when we're getting into, you know, $42 million. We need more parts of the job, right? Unless the sales. Let's talk about order to add positions. So if you were a roofing company owner, and let's say you're small, you're 2 million or something, and you're starting to add people and you're trying to figure out which order to add people in, what order would you add some of these roles in and, at what level does the full machine actually make sense financially? Yeah, and that's, that's a great question, man. The best part about the machine is we adapt it and we uh, basically customize it to the amount of you know amount sold, right? So it, yeah. it's customizable. Um, the first position I would order as a or I would get as a owner when you're first starting would be inside sales, right? I can take care of the production, I can take care of the ordering. If I just had somebody in that office to help me continue make sales, because I think I think sales is the number one responsibility of, of the owner and the company. So I would hire inside sales immediately. Before even an outside salesman, before I hire another outside salesman, I'd hire inside sales, get that going, and then I'd hire inside sales, and then maybe I'd start adding onto the machine. Um, we'd be here for a couple of hours if we started talking about the levels of the machine, right? So yeah. I think the two million, I think, and I think we mentioned it a little bit earlier, Tim. I do think that I think the two million and three million dollar companies get left behind a lot, but two two million and three million dollar companies should have an inside sales for sure. They're they're mm -hmm. ready for that, right? A startup. Uh, let's let's build up a little bit, but that. Can you think production coordinator those before, before having like three salespeople? Hundred percent. Yeah. Again. Why do you think some companies don't do that? Why they? Well, because a lot of them are going to be hiring ten ninety nine salesmen, and there's no there's no uh, there's no downfall, right? So you can just hire. Most, yeah. Is there? Do you have any beef with ten ninety nine, or you don't? I don't. I don't. Um, I just don't think that they could deliver the differentiators. I can't. I don't think they can deliver the service that a roofing machine type company could do. Right. Or so if I they think did, if the, an individual was pretty good at delivering a service, you're not going to keep it consistent across all the reps because they don't. I mean, technically, they're not really like required to follow the same level of like if you had systems and processes in your business, it's a little harder to to have accountability around those if they're 1099. Right. Because they're also. They're also required by law, at least, I mean, like, not that everyone follows this, but like to have time freedom, for instance, and like being yeah, able no to say you need no. to do this, this and this as part of our process is kind of a little bit of it started to get into W2, really. Yeah, you have no control over them. You have yeah. you can't tell them to show up to meetings. 
right? We, we meet five days a week. Our sales, our sales team meet five days a week in the morning, 7.30 every single morning, right? You can't require that with 1099. You can't require them to drive a company truck, right? You really can't. I'm not, again, I'm not an owner, so I don't know the, too much of the rules, but I know that 1099 driving a wrapped truck with your logo on it got a lot of legalities in there. Um, yeah. I, I just think that people think hire salesmen, send them out there and see what goes. But my big issue with that is an outside salesman whether a 1099 W2 can only do so many activities outside major time, right? Six to eight people. How many people can you meet a day? I mean, I've met a lot of people in a day, but that was all in one neighborhood, but six to eight activities where the inside salesperson, man, with a computer and the amount of follow-ups they can do close to, we've had, we've had uh, inside sales do close to a hundred act sales activities, a hundred sales activities, whether that be follow-up email, uh, you know, sales presentations, sending out DocuSigns, a hundred activities a day. So if my opinion, it's a no brainer, are they as strong of activities? No, but when you're doing a hundred to six, I'm taking the inside sales all day. It's time you rethink roofing. So you said sometimes people come to you and say, "Hey, I want to. I heard about this. I want to. I want to close more jobs over the phone because that's one piece that they heard about." Um, what would you say to that? What do you say to that? Like, because that does sound fun. That does sound cool as a as a roofing business owner. Yeah, and Adam Sams would disagree with me on this one. So I, I hope Adam's listening because I think he will. But. I still think in our industry, there is a need for a personal touch, right? Mm -hmm. So when I say close a deal over the phone, I, I, I mean, and again, we do close deals without meeting, There's, it's, but it's still very low, okay? And with Adam Sands' help and the technology with, uh, that is out there, I think we're on our path. Rufal, right? There's a lot of things going out there where I think yeah. we're on a path. But at this moment, I don't think we're there yet to just be able to consistently sign deals just over the phone. With that being said, all I need is to be have one, give me one hour with that homeowner, or give me that initial inspection, and then I could pass it off to that inside sales. And I'd be confident that we can close the deal as long as that inside sales is trained just as well as I've been trained, right? And I'm responsible for other training. So that's what my goal is as a sales trainer with Riva and any company that we work with on inside sales. How can I get that inside sales just as highly trained as that outside sales? That's the only way it works. Only way it works. Yeah, I, I just want to divert. Uh, diversion for a second around the because Adam Sand yesterday was sharing all this stuff about Chat GPT and yeah, um, and there's some stuff with like apparently the Google Assistant will literally like, make calls for you and like like I listened to it it's pretty good and Crazy. like certain things are like gonna kind of come down kind of quick and it's, um, there's a little bit of fear around certain jobs. Right, like, do certain jobs stay necessary? Um, and I'm just talking about that because it's like happening. I feel like kind of quick, like just yeah. the like proliferation of AI and stuff might happen a little quicker. Um, where do you have any thoughts on any more thoughts on that particular topic? I know it's. I think it's. I think the technology is happening quicker. I, I want to see how society reacts to it. I really do, yes. and I, and I think it, it's close. But that's why I, I do believe that the outside sales role will be eliminated before the inside sales role. So that's why really? it's so important to have that inside sales role, and that's through technology. Why, why is that? Through technology. 
right? Yeah. I think that I think people will, you know, with through Ruful, they can go ahead and get a quote through off that off your website. And what they're gonna do, they still want to have some sort of connection through phone, through FaceTime, through Zoom, whatever it may be. So that could be on the inside sales. If you can collect all the data on the uh, through AI, through technology, and you can just have someone on the inside take care of the paperwork or making sure everything comes in normally, I just think that they're be, they're going to become more important than the outside sales. I don't think we're there yet. As much as our yeah. industry wants that to happen, Tim, yeah. I do not think we're there yet. I yeah. think we are sometimes. So I do think that uh, smaller companies that are, are canvassing or still have a chance. I think there's probably like a little bit of fear from like the sales side. I think that, you know, like anybody in a, you know, writing chat GPT crazy. Like, so if the things deal with writing or certain things that like there's fear, but then on the owner side, like you're saying, there's probably like a little, you telling me I don't need to have those three people doing that. Like, like, I think that there's like, it's, it's the, there's fear and excitement because it's like, yes, that would be cool if this was really all the way there yet. And, yeah. um, and I think it's going to be companies like you guys, right? I think it's going to yeah. be the marketing companies. I think it's going to be companies that start gathering technology to be able to gather uh, leads and have them yeah. go everything automated through website, through uh, somebody over the phone or through a video chat. That's where I think. But and that's what scares me about companies that can't, you know, can, canvas and only canvas. Right. Ones yeah. that aren't using marketing companies to be able to start building a brand, start building a business um, and looking out for the future rather than just storm chasing and relying on 1099 canvassers and overturning. I think there is going to be a change. Um, I just don't know how close. And you guys are going to be a lot smarter than me on that. I'm still starting to stick to my processes of inside and outside sales. But I think uh, companies like you guys will yeah. be a big change in that. I think that the other thing is, is that's interesting, you know, thinking about Monarch and stuff like that. Um, the an interesting part though is brand is kind of always valuable. Brand is always valuable. So like as much as, and I know you guys have talked about the story of like going to a new market where the brand wasn't proliferated out there yet. And like seeing the difference of like close rate and see, seeing certain things. So like building your brand, whatever that means to you, like some people do it through billboards. Some people do it through TV ads. Some people do it through Facebook. Some people do it through Google and ads and different things. So Whatever that means to you, though, brand stays valuable. You know what I mean? People will purchase things that are related to a brand, and you're, it really does matter. Even if it, even if some of these roles, I would say probably would evolve. And as long as you don't have, I think that was the good thing about the the Hormozy video that I, I just watched about AI, which is essentially use it for leverage, use technology for leverage. And brand is always powerful. And I think that that's like one of those things that kind of stays. Yeah, have you watched Dimitri's latest video? Right. No, number one, what, what he would do in 2023, what he yeah. would do, the first thing he would do when he, if he created a roofing company, create a brand. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. And it amazes me. It really does, man. It, and we work with a lot of companies across the country and it amazes me. That's like the last thing on a lot of people's minds. And when it's the first thing on our minds and they think it's so simplistic, but Man, there's people that, you know, how we sell so much Reva merchandise, the Monarch merchandise in Myrtle Beach, Hilton Head and Wilmington, our three locations. We have people on our website trying to buy merchandise just with our crown on it, with the, you know, mm. with the brand. So That's like awesome. Apple, right? I don't know if Apple yeah. made uh, a, a, a Yeti drink. I'd probably buy the Apple yeah. one, right? Rather than Yeti. So yeah, brand, but it, it misses it misses in the industry. And it, it's gotten a lot better. Don't get me wrong. Probably because yeah. people like Dimitri and, uh, you know, but it's gotten a lot better. But I think that's what Martin did different than most people did since 2007 is, man, he harped the brand and omnipresent. Everything mattered yeah. to him. 
man, I don't know if you ever look, but if you go to, you can go to Myrtle Beach, right? Google Myrtle Beach. And you look at like any restaurant in the area. Like if you look at the pictures, you're going to see Martin's truck. He has really? over a thousand check-ins with his truck in front of businesses because when he first started, he every time he'd go to a gas station, he'd take his picture with Monarch truck and leave a Google review for the gas station. That's so amazing. what happened is now all of a sudden, yeah, people start seeing yeah. Monarch picture, roofing pictures on every single restaurant, every single gas station. Again, how small is that? It's tiny, but he wanted to be omnipresent. And that's and Martin behind the scenes is the best, one of the best marketers I have ever seen. I love that. I feel like, you know. Something. Sorry, we're doing a lot of name dropping here, but hey, we, we consume content too. I'm trying. I'm trying to learn from the smartest people, dude. My Facebook is like a mastermind of the smartest people in roofing. I'm yeah. listening to, you know, Adam Sand every day, and my buddy Michael Stearns and um, Joseph Hughes and yeah. Martin and all these different people, and and you. And there's like a, an element of I'm gonna I'm gonna soak it up. So. Joseph Hughes was talking about how your your hustle, your sweat, your time and energy is more it goes a lot further than your dollar sometimes. Like and I think for sure a lot of the successful roofing business owners that I know were either maybe it's not always traditional marketing or like digital. They're not a lot of them are very humble about all that, but they they're doing networking and they're going hard on whatever they're good at, really good at at the beginning. Like a lot of people want to skip that step. A lot of people really want to skip that stuff. They want to they want to hack from 500 to 3 million and there's there's less hacks because it's really hard to pay the amount that all these vendors and services cost. That's just the truth. Everybody's expensive because yes, if they you know, if they actually can create revenue, then they're probably expensive. Like if people that can create real revenue are expensive, that's going to be true. Yep. And everybody that's super cheap usually doesn't create that much revenue. So like you in the meantime, I just think that that's really important. And it's just stuck in my head because I, uh, I saw that yesterday or something at time. And, 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 and man, and you hit a good point, name dropping, but you listen to the same people, but why not? Why wouldn't you? Why yeah. wouldn't you try to understand it? And I think there's, and I'm saying, I think there's a lot of haters in the industry that, you know, they do see the same people on social media and all of a sudden they want to put a wall up. But if they maybe just start to listen a little bit, mm -hmm. right. I listen to every single one of you guys. Why not? Maybe do I, dis do I agree or disagree yeah. with uh, some of the stuff? Of course, we're all going to have disagreements. Yeah. We're all not going to have you do. different opinions. It's okay. Hopefully you do disagree with some of the shit I say, because some of, I'm just putting out a lot of content. So I probably say some dumb shit sometimes. Um, yeah. Like okay. one of the things. Like I read a lot of books too and, and podcasts and stuff like that. So I read a lot of books, but like I always note a few things I disagreed with in the book. And yeah. sometimes it's more than I agreed with. So then I put the book down and I, I, I stop reading books a lot too. Like I do, I, yeah. I probably start a lot more books than I finish and I stop feeling guilty about that because I realized at a certain point, I'm like, this will not serve me. And another three hours wasted on this is actually not going to help my life. And I'm very much into Tim Ferriss's like just in time knowledge, not just in case knowledge. Like I'm not storing up a lot of information about uh, the economic systems that are outside of my control or uh, even world history. I mean, I, I certainly, I like listening to my dad because he's super good with wars and stuff like that. And he knows all the dynamics, but like, I don't soak a lot of, a lot of like this crazy big macro stuff if I can't use it now. And I 100%. think like, 100%. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of information out there. That's the thing we have a we have just a, we're drowning in information. 
I agree. And there's a lot of events, right? And we, I know that's always talked about in the industry. There's a lot of events and, and their events are awesome. Yeah. Just, but only take two or three actionable items after these events. Why, yeah. You don't have to go to these events and start filling up notebooks and feel like you got to add everything. I know everybody talks about yeah. that, but same thing with books, Tim. I think it's a tough man. I, I'm a book reader, but I'm a book studier. Right. So like, yeah. you know, I, and I love when people tell me, Oh, I read 30 to 40 books a year. Awesome, man. Can you tell me about those 30 to 40 books? Yeah. They often get like, Ugh. see, I'd rather read five and study the shit out of them. Excuse my language. Yeah. No, right now I'm, I'm, I'm on the world's greatest roofer. I'm, I'm the world's greatest. Roofer. Sorry, TJ. Uh, the world's greatest salesman, yeah. which may be the same person. I don't know, TJ, but the world's greatest salesman. So hard. Yeah. You can't OG yeah. Mandino. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's the smallest book, man. And it's yeah. like, you can, you, I could read it in a day, but, yeah. It's it's actually designed for you to only to read one chapter for 30 days straight and mm-hmm. then move on. So what I do is I read a chapter for 30 days straight. And that's crazy, man, because after I'm on chapter, I'm like on the fourth chapter, but those four chapters I could recite. I could literally and they're they become subconscious. They become mm-hmm. applied knowledge rather than just knowledge, right? Um so yes. I'm I'm big at studying books rather than just reading books. Same mm. with the roofing machine. I'm I lived the roofing machine for six years. But I, I read that and I studied that book continuously for three or four times just because even if I was inundated on it, I still got a few more nuggets after that because I wanted a little bit more from Martin's perspective on maybe some things that we haven't talked about. But yeah, I'm a book studier, applied knowledge, man. That's the power, that's not just, just ha- adding a ton of stuff. So throw out a couple more uh, sales books that you like to study or that you've read more than once. Study wise, uh, Six Powers of Influence. Oh my gosh, probably read that book. Uh, my gosh. Uh, who's, who's that by? Uh, let's say Napoleon, not Napoleon Hill. But uh, that's a book I read for three years. Powers of nice. Six Powers of Influence. I love Napoleon Hill, so that's awesome. It might be not. Well, that one's actually Giordini, it looks like. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, Giordini. Yeah, 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 yeah. My gosh, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, consistency, uh, power of giving. We we implemented all those powers into mm. modern roofing. It's one thing that me and Martin did hit that hard. Um, the roofing machine, I got to tag that one in. Right? Yeah. Put that, we got to put that one in. Uh, storybook, right? So, I mean, story, that's... Uh, story brand. Yep, yep. Love killer. Story I, brand. That, I'm on, I, I did that twice. Read that twice. Um, more marketing side, more Martin's up Martin's alley. Yeah. But, um, man, you got to read The World's Greatest <laughs> Salesman. Please. If yeah. you do anything after, after this project, pick that book up. It's so short, but yeah. it's life too, man. I'm a big personal development guy, a huge personal development guy. So, it's not only... It's big time sales, but... It gives they say the baselines because I think the you don't have to reinvent the wheel when it comes to personal development. The same principle stands. Sales mm. change. That's yeah. why I think there's a lot of old sales training out there still yeah. into this industry today. That that stuff changes. The principles of sales stay the same. Principles, mm-hmm. right? But the, the the strategies and the processes they change. Look at Adam Sands. He's revolutionizing the companies that we work. He's revolutionizing the sales process. But the principles are the same, and that's what we do. We come yeah. and teach the principles, and then we add it to his process. Really? Did you say? Is there anything else you wanted to say about if somebody wanted to close more jobs over the phone? Would you suggest them slow down a little bit and worry about something else, or is there any other tips that you'd have for? folks that wanted that. Contractors love the catch-all because it makes every single one of their roof builds easier and more profitable. Protective netting wraps facade and landscaping to prevent from left-behind nails and damage. Homeowner referrals bring you more jobs and insurance supplements bring you more profits. But my favorite part, the branding. Close deals over the phone? Yeah. 
Well, and again, when I say over the phone, you know, we, we do, um, it's crazy, man, the last three years, and it could be probably, it's probably archaic, but we use Screen, Le uh, screen Leap. You ever heard of Screen Leap? Uh-uh. So what it is, is basically, and this is how we close deals today. Uh, what, what it is, is basically, you can put uh, type in Screen Leap and you, you get a code. And if I, if, I, if I give you that code and you go to Screen Leap and you put that code, you can see my computer, right? It's kind of just like one, two, three, me, mm -hmm. right? There, there, there's a ton of programs out there. Yep. So what we do is we, we have a lot of success with Screen Leap. So customers will log into Screen Leap and they'll see our presentation. So the inside sales are equipped with a presentation. Right? Mm -hmm. I like to call it a conversation because I don't want to be presenting something, but they're present, they, they will be able to present through screen lip and they can see their screen, hear them while they're, while they're, you know, listen to them and mm -hmm. they can see them, whatever it may be, but you don't have to have zoom. You don't have to have an account. Gotcha. Okay. Key, right. Nice. I think that's big. A lot of people, Oh, we do it over zoom. Yeah. But they have to have a zoom account. And now we're starting to, you know, log into their zoom and maybe they yeah. don't have a zoom. Maybe it's an older sure. generation. So screen leap was a big thing for us, but yeah, that, that would be over the phone's tough, but through, through Screen Leap, we, we've had a lot of success. We, to this day, a lot of success. We had three deals closed yesterday over at Monarch just through Screen Leap. That's amazing. I love to hear it. Um, you know, you talked about principles of sales. Like, let's end with a little dessert, if that's okay. What are some principles you think about a lot when it comes to sales? Um, Form good habits and become their slave. No, principle number one of the greatest salesman. Form good habits and become their slaves. So basically what that means is form good processes, have a good sales process, and follow that process, right? Sales Transformation Group, I talked to Ryan a lot about it. Ryan will say that, yeah, he's got a sales process, but the reason why companies aren't successful with it is because they don't implement it and they don't follow it. They'll start changing it the way they want it. Same with us, right? So form good habits. That's in life and, of course, with your, with your business. But then become your slave. Be, become slave to them, right? You've mm -hmm. got to follow them no matter what. Here's a good example. We really push and we really believe in sending an exactimate to an adjuster before an adjuster adjustment meeting. So we do all their work for them. We send an exactimate ESX file, company cam picture report, um, and then the measurements. We mm. actually give them the measurements, right? But what happens? So one adjuster says, "Well, I will. I got to. I got to use my own, so I don't need it." Right, and we're our our system says the inside sales will send that to the adjuster. Well, if that if that inside sales says, oh, well, the adjuster doesn't need it. Well, I bet you all adjusters don't need it, don't want it, and then they stop that process. Well, what happens is start we start getting a watered down process. Yeah, one adjuster that doesn't want your uh, paperwork does not mean all the the rest the next nine out of ten don't want it. Right. So follow mm. the process. Maybe that adjuster didn't want it. Maybe they give you a hard time about sending it to you. Who cares? Mm. Still continue on with the process. That's just an example, but you got to form good habits yeah. and become their slave. And what happens with Monarch is we have a culture and we have a buy-in with all of our positions that we talked about. And they use the same habits every single day and nothing gets altered. It really does. That's really it's good. hard. It's hard, man. It's really hard. I'm just relating that to something I think about a lot is like, don't make, don't change your process for an outlier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of outliers and so, you know, like sometimes there'll be a bad customer. There's like, there's going to be a bad, there's going to be somebody that's mad and on the phone. And then if you don't have confidence in your systems and your processes and your principles, like, like you're saying, you might switch it up when you really shouldn't switch it up. That's you, you're doing a good job. Like not, a, yeah. not every customer is going to be perfectly pleased all the time. That's okay. Yeah, you want principles, man? You go Jim Rohn, Jim Rohn, Jim Rohn. You look up any principle. I'm a, I'm a Jim Rohn fanatic for the last 15 years. You know, what's never going to change. Work harder on yourself than you do your job. That will never change. 
Mm. That will never change from the end of time that you will never have an owner that does not want you to work on yourself, become a better person, harder than you work on your job. Because mm. what, we, what we teach at Monarch, what we teach at Reva is you, if you become a better person, you're automatically for sure going to become a better salesman because you're going to have more empathy. You're going to have more love in your heart, right? If you become a better person and work harder, you, no matter what position you're at, now that principle will never change, right? That principle will never change. Give me one more before we, we sign off here. What's one more principle that you think about a lot when it comes to closing deals? Accountability. I, I think when you think kind of uh, closing deals, I think of accountability. Don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better, right? Uh, look in the mirror after a deal if you don't close the deal, right? Um, a big one that we always, and this is one of our Reva mottos, is um, start each day with love in your heart. Because if you, if that homeowner feels that you truly care in your hearts of hearts, that's what my opinion, that's what true rapport is, that that homeowner truly feels that you care about them. Mm. Trust and rapport are thrown around, Tim. Right. Oh, you got to build trust and report. No shit. Right. Everybody knows that. But you ask nine out of 10 roofing salesmen out there. Hey, how do you build trust and rapport? What does trust and rapport mean to you? They're going to give you a answer that most likely will not help them build trust and rapport. Hmm. Well, how can I show a homeowner that I truly care? Do you go in their attic when they even don't have leaks? Oh, uh, yeah, I go in the attic sometimes. Well, if you go in the attic every single time and even when they don't have leaks and tell Mrs. Smith, hey, Mrs. Smith, I know you don't have any leaks, but the thing about roofs is sometimes it doesn't come through that drywall. And I just want to make sure that I check your attic. I know it's very tight space. I got to make sure that it's good. you're okay before I sleep at night. That homeowner mm. knows that you're there for her care, not just a sale, right? Yeah. Again, I have a million, there's a million things that oh, we teach really on good. how to build trust and rapport, but I'm not I, going to sales training. You told me no sales training. So. No, that, I, that was awesome. No, I really loved it. Um, And also like if I'm a homeowner and I, Honestly, I'm not a roofing company owner, so I just get to play in my mind like how I'd feel because I don't have any like, you know, I'm not, I don't have the the inside roofing experience. I mean, I guess I'm, I'm at a roofing company today. I'm at North Place Construction here in Minneapolis. Um, but if somebody came in my attic and then the other guy didn't come in my attic, I'd be like, this guy knows and this guy doesn't. That's, that's it. That's the way I'd perceive that in my head. It'd be simple as that. Simple as that. Okay. Uh, same. Here's another one. Um, if a roofer came and was wearing cougar paws and they had soft bottoms because they didn't want to affect anything on the roof while they're doing the inspection, just in case there's no damage and they don't need a roof. And then I had another roofer come with pink and purple Nikes that I see across the country all the time because mm -hmm. they don't want to spend the $180 on cougar paws. Who am I thinking that cares about my roof or my property more? The guy with the cougar paws that let me know that he's wearing soft bottoms so he doesn't damage any shingles just in case you don't need a roof. Or the guy with pink and purple Nikes that are with no clipboard, with no tool belt, with no vest, with no co uh, company hat. These are simple things that are missed mm -hmm. all the time. And I know it's very simple. And there be people, listeners, but yeah, it's obvious. 90%. And I can say that with clarity because I have visited, we went to over 40 states this past year and a half and seen it myself. Yeah, I, I do love that whole mindset. Like it's simple. But you're not doing it. Why are you not doing it? It's so simple. And um, yeah, I, th I think just, you know, active listening here is what I feel is like you guys have a lot of mottos and you kind of drill on them. But it's like it feels like you guys like it's part of your identity. I feel like the mottos and stuff that you guys are living. And I feel like if, if roofing companies have those, whether they're some like this or, you know, you've got your own, if you get them down then it's just you're kind of you've got an operating system that then it's it's not it's just habit 
like you said, and you're you're slave to those you habits. And mottos and stuff like that are part of it, I think, and it helps. It's ingrained you. in our heads, man. It's ingrained yeah. in our heads, and what it takes it takes discipline to continuously do it every single day. Have you? you I don't. Have you been to the Monarch office yet? I have not. I'd like to this year, though. Yeah, man. Please, please come. Uh, you'd see. You're going to see the same things that I talk about at, posted on the walls everywhere. Right. Mm. Core values. Another thing that's kind of missed. We've got core values is very important, but I go to we go to some companies and we got core values and it's like a paragraph each. Do you think that salesman or anybody in that company is going to remember that paragraph? You know, they got like four or five paragraphs core yeah. values. Make it simple. Make it simple. Crown. It's in, it's ingrained in my head forever. Consistency. Real. Own it. Winners win. No excuses. There's five very key principles that if you follow those things and study them to a T, I know the core values. Right. Mm. Let's make it simple. Let's make it for sixth graders that work at roofing companies. We're roofers. I'm not very smart. I got a college degree, but I'm not very smart. So I want to make it simple. And you got to make discipline. You got to study it. And you got to have a guy like Martin Pettigrew that instills the importance of working on yourself and be better first. And then you can worry about being a better salesman. And begin every day with love in your heart. Yeah, man. Gosh. I like that one. I like that one a lot. And I do I do agree. Like if you it's really tough though, Tim. It's yeah. tough. Write that down and then think about it every single day because then you get to that. You get to the office and you got that employee that did something like you're like, oh, yeah. you're like, okay, have some love, have some compassion, have some empathy. Hey, what made you do that? Or how can I help you uh, change that behavior? Right. And mm -hmm. that, that's kind of what I mean by change, uh, love in your heart. Same thing with detaching from the sale. When I go and visit a homeowner, I don't think about, I'm so ingrained now. I don't think anything about the commission. W2 helps. I don't think about the commission. I think about, man, you're in my community. I care for you. What can I do to help? If that's not doing anything, awesome. If it is. I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure you know that I truly care and I care about you first and then doing business with you second because I do care about your business. The reason why I do care about your business because if you do need a roof, I don't want you going anywhere else because I know you're not going to get what you deserve the best. And that's why you go to Monarch Roofing. So, Heck yeah. And I, uh, I want to just take a second for anyone who's watched this all the way till now or listen and just say thank you. Thank you for watching and listening. Um, if I do get a chance to go out to Monarch this year, which I hope I do and maybe take a visit, what should I do the video on? What should I ask? What should I co uh, comment below or comment on YouTube if you're listening? Um, and I'll, I'll see if I can kind of uh, illuminate more of what they're doing that's awesome because obviously you guys are, are winning a lot and doing some really cool stuff. Um, uh, thank you for being on, Mark. I appreciate, appreciate your time. It's awesome, man. I love your content, man. I keep following you. I hope I hope you do come. I hope we get the, a chance to kind of sit down and have some lunch and talk. But I, I appreciate the services with Monarch Roofing that you do for uh, our marketing. And uh, man, anything I can do to help you, please let me know. And I, I really care about this industry. I think there's a lot of great things. Uh, I think there's a lot of things that I can improve on, we can improve on. And by watching you guys, it helps us all. So thank you so much, man. Absolutely. And thank you, everyone, for watching. Check out, it's RevaImpact.com, correct? Yeah, RevaImpact.com, yep. And um, yep. Instagram, RevaImpact, uh, Facebook, but I think we give a lot of, we got a lot of free value even through our website. Uh, we, we do free consultation calls and usually through those consultation calls, we do a lot of, uh, you know, free advice and free things that we would do if we can't help you. Um, so yeah, it's, it's worth a shot. Give us a, give us a chance to have a 15 minute call with you. Awesome. The podcast is put on by HookAgency.com, HookAgency all over social. Rate and review, comment, thumbs up the video, stuff like that. Appreciate you guys. Thank you.